Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What? Oh boy, that's a high-pitched Kelly. <laughs> What's going on? Who do we got here today? High pitched Kelly. I, I got her to come out of her little hidey hole. She's here. It's Kathy. Kathy's here. Hey, Kathy, welcome back. Thanks, Joey. Great to be here. <laughs> so, Kelly, before we get started on the episode, I got to say, I saw the tree update in Spirit Chirpa by Kelly Sparta Facebook group. Mm-hmm. You guys got some wood. We got some wood, baby. Yeah. We got some serious wood, and there are Three trees left pulled yes, Kathy, down. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was going to make a mention that her husband had wood, but then... <laughs> that would be something he, different, yes. Something completely different, but he did post the video. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of wood and a lot of trees and a lot of stuff still going on. Yeah, so, yeah good times. You know. lots, of, lots of falling trees, lots of vines. It was delightful. So anybody who wants to see that update, go into Spirit Chirpa by Kelly Sparta, the Facebook group, not the podcast the Facebook group, and then come back to the podcast yeah. and pick up where you left off, because today, we've got some fun stuff today. Yeah, well, so we had a different kind of fun scheduled. Kathy and I had originally decided that today was going to be Death and Destruction Day. Okay. And then we looked at the the episodes that we'd been doing, and they were all pretty heavy, and so we've decided to lighten it up a bit, and we're just going to do Magical Storytelling Time. I like Magical Story Day. And... um. I'm I'm okay with no death and destruction as well. Yeah, yeah, we figured. <laughs> Take a day off of that. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I'm going to let Kathy go first, though. Kathy's going to start. Okay, Kathy, what do we got? 
So the story I'm going to tell you today is about one of the very favorite rituals I was ever in and that we ever did. And it was the journey of life ritual. And I'm certain it wasn't a favorite for all the participants because it was one of those single file rituals that took forever to get through. Okay. But the uh, where it was was the participants were sort of milling about. And then we had three fates. And the three fates would come and just pick one person out of the group who was milling about. And they would guide them into the shaman's hut. And the shaman would greet the person and imbue them with the essence of what was going to be their essence for their life. And on the other side of the shaman's hut, we had this narrow little crawl space that you had to crawl through like a birthing canal. And we had a mother and a father element greeting you on the other side of that. And they wrapped you in a blanket and they cuddled you and they fed you milk and honey. And then the next station was you were welcomed into the tribe. This was when you reached adulthood, you know, the in like a, well, in modern days, it would be like a bar mitzvah, right? At about that age, you were old enough to have a name and you were given your name and welcomed into the tribe. And then there was a station um, where you, you contributed to the community, right? Where you were as an adult and contributing. And then the station, which was one of my favorite stations, was the eldering station, right? As you come into your elderhood and wisdom. And the two participant, the two rituals we had in that station sat in a rocking chair, rocking back and forward, imparted words of wisdom very seriously about eldership. And then when you weren't looking, they pelted you with these large jet puff marshmallows <laughs> and said, and remember not to take yourself so seriously. <laughs> and the And what I forgot to mention was that when the shaman gave you a life cord, a silver life cord, and at each one of these stations, you got a bead to tie on the life cord, you know, for your birthing and your naming and your your contribution to the community and your eldering. And um, and this is where we do get to death and destruction, because I was the last station. Well, I was next to last station. I was death because after eldership comes death. And so I was standing there all tricked out in black and, you know, skull face kind of, you know, paint on and just a single torch kind of thing. And um, I just reached out very kind of scarily and, you know, took back the life and gave them a skull bead to tie on to their um, to their life bead. And we had somebody who was doing the perimeter of that event and that somebody had survived a number of wars. And they were they were Middle Eastern okay. Israeli. And as they went through those. Um, as they went through the circle from where they were standing, they hit the very back of my ritual circle. And I was completely invoked. I was, I was death. So when I looked at, I turned around and looked at her and said, I know you. And she stopped and she bowed and she said, yes, and we will meet again. And then kept going. And so after my station was the ancestor shrine. And in the ancestor shrine, you took your life cord with your beads on it. And the keeper of the fire in the ancestor shrine tied those cords like uh, like stars to the ceiling of the of the lean to that was the ancestor shrine, and then your life was complete. It was an awesome ritual, right? Kathy has the best stories. She really does. <laughs> Good one. Okay, so it's my turn to tell a story while you yeah. think of your next one. I want to tell a story about an elder. Since we were talking about elders, I'm going to tell a story about an elder. Uh, in the pagan community about 20 years ago. Her name was Errol, and she was uh, quite the character. She she 
did a ritual for, she did grail ritual. She was known for her grail rituals and she did a grail ritual for herself once that was a, that she would learn to know joy. And she would tell everybody who talked to her about it, that, that the way she learned to, to know joy was by losing her leg. And she did, she had one leg was missing from the knee down. And um, that that was how spirit taught her about joy. And, and she would tell this story at the beginning of every grail ritual to say, be careful what you ask for children, right? <laughs> now, Errol was a character. <laughs> and, and I was sitting with her at a Starwood festival. And I had come in and I'd set my stuff down and I was talking with her and people were coming running up and, and she would send them out and send them back out to do something. This person that way, this person that way, this person that way. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she said, oh, somebody brought a life-size statue of Cthulhu and somebody else is freaking out about the fact that they think that the stones are not wanting to be raised on the land. And, you know, there's just like this massive amount of drama going on and everybody wants me to fix it. And I said, but you just sent like five people out to smudge the outdoors. (laughs) And she said, yeah. I said, that's not actually going to do anything. She says, I know that, you know that, but they don't know that. (laughs) placebo like, effect <laughs> she's just like, and i'm just shaking my head and i'm like oh my god <laughs> she, she's like get some out of my tent <laughs> and i swear to god there were like 20 people that night that came and were like what should i do she's like smudge the out uh, smudge the tent smudge smudge the camp <laughs> there was there was so much smudge all over the camp that night <laughs> This is what happens when you bug the elders with with random drama. Yeah. <laughs> so they sent you on busy work. That it was without even drinks in the camp. Oh no, there were drinks. <laughs> <laughs> there were lots of drinks. It's a pagan event. There were lots of drinks. But you know, Carol and I were not currently imbibing that I recall. Yes. So <laughs> that you know, came later. That, that's just Errol, you know. <laughs> that was just her personality. You know? Oh, that's great. All I right. remember when I met her, I was uh selling a I was selling my jewelry that I had made and I had one piece that was, was made out of rose quartz and, and clear quartz and fluorite. And, and it was just, it, you put it on and you just vibrated. You just like, you know, and, and she walked up to me and the first time I met her, she walked up to me, she put her hand on it. She says, I know what this is. And I said, what's that? She said, it's a warp core. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what that is, actually. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my introduction to Errol. <laughs> awesome. All right, Kathy, what's your second story? I think the one I'll tell is uh, there used to be an event. I don't know if it's still running or not. I haven't been in years, if it is. And where they were doing a, a pagan gathering in a hotel. Must have been a very advanced hotel or very, you know, who knows, but they were doing a pagan event in a hotel. And um, I got together with a friend of mine and we proposed a workshop to do a shamanic journey. Right. So they signed us up and said, sure, yeah, you know, do a shamanic journey. And a ton of people showed up. I mean, you know, it's a big event. There's hundreds of people there, but we must have had between 50 and 75 people in the room. So there were a lot of different options. So obviously it was a very popular option. So I looked at my friend and I said, okay, we got a lot of people here. I said, and these are a lot of newbies, you know, people who don't have a lot of experience with this. So when we take them out on a journey, 
we're going to have to hook them to the life tree. You know, we're going to we're going to descend down into the roots of the life tree and we're going to go out on the but we're going to hook them in with a life cord so they can find their way back. So the journey we took them on, you know, walked them down and into alternate space in their heads. And was it, we were the only ones talking. Everybody's eyes were closed. And we essentially walked them out to the edge of the earth because, you know, the earth has edges in my world, you know, maybe around in some other places. But, you know, in this place, it had an edge. We walked them out to the edge of the, the world and they got to pick their star. You know, their their star of pure potential, their their star that would would guide them, the star that is their star light, because after all, you know, we are made of the stuff of stars. And so they found their star and then they were supposed to come back. It was again pretty simple, not a whole lot going on. And so nothing is going on. We're not talking other than to guide them on the piece. And um at this point in time, she's talking and I'm kind of keeping track of everybody in other space, watching them. And there was this one guy who was just, he was wandering around. He was just so lost. It was everybody else was going back, you know, heading back to the tree like they were supposed to. And and he was just wander, 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 wander. And so in that space, I reached out, grabbed his life cord and yanked it. And I didn't say anything. It was just like, yank this way, dude. Okay. (laughs) Put some pressure on the cord, pull him back to the tree. And sure enough, you know, I'm, I'm watching him and, okay, he gets the message and he wanders back to the tree and we get everybody back into the tree and then back up into this world and open it all out and everybody's there and everybody's present. And so we're then having a debrief. Now, mind you, this is the kind of thing that nobody was, I didn't say I yanked his life cord. He didn't say he was lost. This is me viewing with other sight. So we're debriefing and everybody's, you know, sharing their piece. And he goes, man, I got so lost out there. He says, I just didn't know which way was back to the tree. And then I felt this thing tugging on me. And I knew that was the way back to the tree. And I went back to the tree. And I said, and I grinned and I said, yeah, because you were lost. And I did tug on your life cord to bring you back to the tree. (laughs) And everybody's going, oh my God, it's real. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you went out, you got a star kind of thing. It's real. But you know, it's those, it's those little things sometimes that people have that experience and they, and they think, yeah, it's my imagination. Right. Or it's just this thing that somebody is guiding me through, you know, unicorns and rainbows and I'm not knocking unicorns and rainbows, but it's just kind of like, it's, it's, it's not real. Right. And then something like that happens, which wasn't verbalized, it wasn't explained or anything like that, but we were in a shared alternate reality in which things happened that multiple people came back and said, Mm -hmm. there was somebody else in the circle that said, yeah, I saw you wandering off. I didn't know what you were doing, but I was (laughs) headed back because that's what I was supposed to do. (laughs) So um, I just, I'm, I'm always in awe and I love the way that that kind of work works you know, when you're in those spaces and that, that people have that experience, because when you have that experience, it becomes much harder to say, ah, that wasn't real. That was just me making it up. Well, and it reminds me of one of my favorite stories that Kelly tells. And it was when you, the two of you had done some journey somewhere and you came out of it. And the first thing you said to Kelly was something like, what was up with the spider? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. So that's one of those, you know, unspoken things that that comes out and it's like, yeah, this is really real. <laughs> this is really real. Yes, it is. Yeah. So uh, mine is kind of like that, too. I was at Rites of Spring 
it was it was raining. It was pouring rain. This is what happens when you tell 600 pagans that if it doesn't rain, that there will be no fire. And so, of course, everybody did weather weather magic, and it poured the whole time. So there was no fire. Right? The opposite. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, but it was pouring rain, and and depending on who you ask, it was either rights of rain or rights of sprinkle, right? <laughs> because they they just got renamed. Everybody knows what year that was, and horrific things were happening to everybody. I mean, they would they drove up the hill and they hit a bump and the suitcases on top of the the van fell off and burst open in the mud. I mean, just just one thing after another. It was a really challenging rights for people. And and I was in the dining hall, which I, I basically I was either in my cabin or in the dining hall because, you know, in between was, you know, torrential rain and you would get soaked to the bone. And the dining hall had a fire. <laughs> fireplace. And so I was hanging out in the dining hall and, and one of my friends comes in and she's in tears and she's like, I need to find Tom. And I'm like, okay. And, and she said, do you know where he is? And I, you know, did he tell you where he was going? I said, no. Did you check the cabin? And she's like, no, of course I checked the cabin. He's not there. I need to find him. We had a fight and I need to find him. And I, and I said, oh, okay. And so I just sent my energy out across the, the property. Now there's like 600 people at this gathering and it's several acres of land. And I was like, where's Tom? And I got a flash at the boathouse. Now the boathouse is at the very bottom of the hill as far away from the dining hall as you can get and still be on property. And it only houses boats. There's no other reason to be there except that you're going to take a boat out. So it made no sense that he would be there. But that was the flash I got. And I told her this and she's like, well, did he tell you that? I said, no, you asked me where he is. And I told you, she's like, well, if you don't really know, and I can't blame her. I don't want, I wouldn't want to go down the hill in that, that kind of rain either. She's like, okay. <laughs> and she wandered <laughs> off. Well, the next day he comes up to me, she comes up to me and the woman he was talking to in the boathouse comes up to me and they all come up to me separately. And the conversation is exactly the same. Oh my God, Tom was in the boathouse and you knew, oh my God, you're a witch. <laughs> and I, I would look at them, each of them, and, and I would look one way and then I would look the other and I would go, this is rites of spring, right? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, duh, I'm a witch. This is supposed to be the one place in the world that I can do this and not get that reaction. <laughs> Hello, McFly, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it was the, oh my God, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that one. So Kathy, you want to, you want to help me tell the gargoyle story? Um, if I, to the extent that I remember it, sure. I, I remember they were a big surprise. <laughs> so. I love so, gargoyles. I can't wait for this one. Well, years ago, Kathy and I were running Manifest Your Mission. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a, a three-day retreat that we we ran for people who were trying to bring their spiritual businesses into the world. And we had planned this ritual where I was doing an energy clearing to clear the way for their their businesses to be fruitful, right? And I went and I started to do clearing around getting rid of self-sabotage and removing all blocks from the outside world. And I started into that energy and out of the blue, the, this line of gargoyles comes bouncing into the room. And I do mean bouncing because most of them were young. They were, they were, you know, adolescent or younger. One was a, was a babe in arms. Okay. <laughs> And, and they came bouncing into the room and I'm just sitting there and, and they all found their way next to their person. 
and I'm looking at Kathy and Kathy's looking at me. <laughs> like gargoyles. Right. And of course, you know, I'm still doing sound healing and I still work in the, the energy and whatever. And I finish up the healing and the gargoyles are all happily standing next to their person, looking at us expectantly, like what's next. <laughs> and, and, and I looked at Kathy and I said, you see them, right? <laughs> and I did. And, and they're all looking at us going, what, what? This comes from Kathy's uh, work that, you know, there's always an insert miracle here portion of every ritual. Yep. And that was our insert miracle here portion. We did not know it was, but it was. <laughs> and uh, Kathy looks at them and says, uh, you've each received at least one gargoyle. <laughs> and we didn't know they were coming. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah. And I looked at one woman and I'm like, you got three. <laughs> and they're like, I got three. It's like, mm, yeah, we're pretty sure it's related to how many businesses you have. And she was like, I do. I do have. I I only told you about two. I said, well, one of them's a baby. And she's like, yes, I just conceived of it. And I'm just, I was like, okay, well, the baby is quite fierce. So <laughs> you can't really raise our sharp teeth like babies do. <laughs> she's like, okay. So it was one of those moments where we're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> we, we had to ask them. It's kind of like, yes, they showed up, but, and we knew it had, but it was kind of like, what are you doing? Right. Okay. Right. What, what are you specifically here for? And they were, and like it, like Kelly said, it lined up with the businesses. They were there to protect the business you know, the, the creation of the individuals to protect it from outside influences, to protect it from uh, negative competition, to, you know, to protect it. They were gargoyles on the edifice of the building of the, of their business, right. That were protecting the business. So you want to hear something really interesting, Kathy? What? I just put this together with a ritual that I did 10 years before that. Mm -hmm. And one of the stations in the ritual was they were to sculpt out of clay a gargoyle to protect them from self-sabotage. Mm. I wonder if that is what activated the gargoyles for this other one. It would I, make sense because self-sabotage would destroy a business. Right. So the gargoyles would protect from that. Well, and I, I did combine those two in the energy work. I said, you know, I'm going to clear the self-sabotage and I'm going to clear any, any, you know, negative input from the outside world. Right. Mm -hmm. And I put them together in that process. I, wow. That's kind of interesting. You know, it's always fun to tell the stories and go, Ooh, patterns. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and it's cool to, to find that just now, just see yeah. that pattern just now. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad today that we learned that uh, gargoyle babies have, have sharp, <laughs> terrifying teeth i mean i did not know that before we talked here today hey you know it's 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 a thing i didn't know either and when in doubt run around and smudge the outdoors run around yes. so much good stuff came from this so you know what i think would be cool and i don't know what you think about this kelly but it would be really cool if the listeners who listen to this have their own magical stories if they wanted to go on to kelly sparta uh, spirit Trippa by kelly sparta facebook group and share them there. What they could share them by writing them out, or they yep. can leave a little video there. That yep. might be fun. That might be a that cool would be way. a lot of fun. Yeah, I, that would be awesome. That would be a great yeah. way for people to to share their magical stories and and things that have uh, have come up from them. 
Yeah. If people want to leave a video or an audio, if it's, if it's a good story, maybe we'll, we'll put it on the show. Oh, that would be very cool. Very, cool. very cool. All right. Is there anything else that either of you wanted to tell us about, or have we reached your story limit for the day? Oh God, there's no storm story limit. There's no story limit. Did, um, I went on a tour uh, with a shaman friend of mine who was leading it of all of sacred sites in Cornwall, stone circles, holy wells, etc. And it was um, it was a wonderful tour. I mean, we did great ritual at these sites. We got inside Stonehenge. I mean, it was awesome in many ways. But um, this shaman friend of mine who was leading it is the epitome of you must take this seriously at all times. This is, you know, important work. And there's only so long that I can maintain a straight face in, I mean, in ritual, absolutely. You know, I I, I don't, I I stick to ritual and all the rest of that. But we're riding around in a van, okay? (laughs) You know, don't get on my case if we're trying to, you know, giggle and laugh and, you know, whatever all else. So we got this lecture about how everything is important and everything is a sign or a portent and pay attention to everything. And in my world, hypervigilance is not to be encouraged, right? It's anxiety inducing, it's exhausting, etc. So I'm like, hmm, everything's a sign. Hmm? We're driving around in a van. And there's one of those big yellow warning signs with a black cow on it. Like they, it's a cow crossing, like we right. have deer crossings in this country. And so I was like, oh, Beware the shadow cow. <laughs> they will disrupt our journey of transformation. And of course, everybody else is wanting to get in on this. So then it becomes, oh my God, there's another warning sign. Shadow cows are everywhere. <laughs> and so there was this ongoing, and of course, the shaman guy is getting a little bit more bent with all this, oh my God, the shadow cows. And then it's like, how do we combat the shadow cows? And we're driving past a farm and someone says, the chickens of light, the chickens of light will defend us against the shadow cows. And this uh, then proceeded into when we stopped for a uh, high tea, at which point um, they served us fruity scones, scones with little bits of fruit in it, which were rare. So we decided that fruity scones were undomesticated and lived in the wilds out on the heath. And that the plain scones were domesticated scones, and that fruity scones had to be, you had to brave the shadow cows, bring with you your chicken of light, and hunt the fruity scones out upon the heath in order to be able to serve them. So at high tea, if we were gifted with fruity scones, we were to be very appreciative about the risks undertaken by the purveyors of the high tea to bring us the very rare and undomesticated fruity scones. So it was a wonderful trip. Um, there were marvelous transformational things that happened throughout the whole process. But I'm a big advocate of that. You've got to, there's got to be joy in the process of transformation. It can't be serious all the time. And you can't be looking for signs and portents all day long. Um, sometimes a traffic sign is just a traffic sign. <laughs> Oh, that is perfect. Well, I think that we have had a lot of fun here today. I think that this breaks up the death and destruction, even though we did have a little bit of it there. But um, this was fun. Thank you both. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, folks, that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. 
I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Kathy Shire and the Shadow Cows. And you have been listening to Spirit So long, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now. I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at KellySparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to KellySparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.